0: Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Two times in a week. Hi, guys. What? We, we are so giving. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about us. Um, how yeah. are you doing today? Um, pretty good. Yeah, just just PG. Just pretty yeah, good. Yeah, just PG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we just do something? I kind of <laughs> like that. What are you fangirling over? Oh, so soon. Yeah, so soon. Um, I didn't even ask how you were. Oh, um, also, I'm well. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. I am fangirling over a show I binged over the break, Mm -hmm. mostly in the air on the airplane. I can sense a little bit of judgment from you because we actually started to watch it together, and I felt like that was a little bit of an undercut that I haven't finished it yet. No. Okay. All right. Not Not at all. All right. I was just talking about the airplane. I don't know. Wow. Okay. But uh, we did start, we watched the pilot or yes. the first episode together as our Christmas lunch. <laughs> We're such weirdos. <laughs> Which really set the mood with the Manson tour. But uh-huh. uh, Mindhunter on Netflix, mm-hmm. very into it, Yeah, watched it all over the break, and I was with my parents over the holiday and be like, hey guys, I have to watch this. And then I would explain everything about it. So it's basically these people who work for the FBI and they're... Just kind of discovering serial killers Uh and, like, what drives a serial killer and how their minds work. And they're, like, coining the term serial killer. Because this is in the mid-70s. Yes. Yeah. So this is, like, the pre—none of this existed. You already had Manson. Yeah. Um, I mean, you already had a lot of them. There just wasn't a term. There, you know, nobody's, (laughs) like— paying attention. I'm just remembering the first episode and there's like a five minute part about Manson and you and I were like, la 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 la, we don't want to know because we were just about to go on the right. Manson tour. Weirdos. But it's really good. Um, it is a show you have to pay attention to. Yeah, it's a smarty. lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, very into it. A lot of serial killers um, have their mom to blame, which is interesting. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, it's how they're raised. So you're saying I have to do, be a good mom. Be so good I parents don't. is what I'm saying. Be turned are going mess killer. up your kit for life. I mean, probably. Just I so mean, in general. everyone but. messes up their kit in some way. Yeah, we're all messed up. Um, anything else? Do you fangirling over anything else? Uh, yeah, actually. Ooh. <laughs> you got very excited. <laughs> Last night I went to a comedy show, and Vanessa Bear was one of the stand-ups, uh-huh. and she did her Rachel impression, which is one of my favorite things. She's really funny. And I loved it. But that's just a bonus. <laughs> that's it. That's an yeah. aside. What about you? Um, so I was kind of trying to think of some things, um, but actually I just recently found out that Hulu is going to be providing personal recommendations around the Olympics with their NBC like affiliation. So basically, I don't know how it's going to work specifically, but I'm a Hulu subscriber and I love the Olympics, so I'm very excited. You will go in and you will say like, I'm really into figure skating, ski jump, and like biathlon, which is where and you it'll like... they'll tell you to watch cool runnings? No, no, no. Like, they'll then send you highlights and clips of the Olympics. Got it. Okay. Or like, there's real-time ex- you know experiences because like Pyeongchang, which is in South Korea, you know, seemingly eleven hours ahead of us, or something like that. Um, and so, you know, you wake up and you already you get spoiled. That's what I always hate about the TV coverage because it's like, well, I can't, I can't go on social media, I can't go on the internet mm. all day because then I'm going to ruin it for myself. I just don't watch it. I, I mean, I realize that's an option, but it's not an option for me. Um, and so, I got really excited about it. I'm really excited about the Olympics. It starts the second weekend of February. Big times. Right after my birthday. It actually starts right after your birthday. I know. I believe so the opening, after. I believe the opening ceremonies is on the 9th. Maybe the tenth, but we will. I hope they give me a birthday shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Costas, hook up your girl. <laughs> um, okay. So anything else? Uh no, I wanted to fangirl over whole thirty and you yelled at me. I didn't yell at you, I just kinda gave you some too to like yeah. who's fangirling over whole thirty. I mean maybe fangirl over like your abilities. To do my strength, 30. your strength, my perseverance. Yes, um, but uh, not The whole thirty itself. Well, yeah, and it's you know it's stupid, it's dumb, um, and every single time I eat anything, I'm like, this is dumb. But I did it to myself. We talk about sugar so much on this podcast, so just mm. think of how much I'm actually eating sugar. Um, do I miss it? Yes. Do am I like? Feeling a little bit better? Yeah, I am. I'm not going to lie. Uh, is it something I'm going to do forever? Absolutely not. Because you can't really eat any carbs. Like, you can't even eat quinoa. Like, what? No, what thank you. I know, right? One of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, I did feel like a huge asshole, though, because one of my child's first uh, foods was a kale smoothie. And I was like, I'm <laughs> a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes, that's uh, that's about it. That's all I'm fangirling over. Shall we get into today's ep? Okay. Episode? Ep? That sounds gross. Does it? I don't like it. Okay. Okay, so we mentioned on Monday that we are going to be talking about theme songs. Uh, Guys, the stress. Oh my god. To narrow this down, we had to have separate planning sessions around this. This was a nightmare. Because we uh, we got ourselves into a real pickle. We did. <laughs> we first of all, just even getting to the subsection of theme songs was a meeting in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Because it was like Okay, first of all, do we do instrumentals? Does that count? We decided no. Yeah. Do we do songs that are actual songs? Uh, on the fence. On the fence. And then it's like, do you do dramas? Do you do animation? animation? Do you oh. do fam- like kid shows? Wh- where do you go? We even got in some like arguments about what is a sitcom or not. Like, yeah. And I was just like, what? Like The look on both of our faces of being like, what? what are you saying right now <laughs> it was it, it so heated. weird heated so what do we we ultimately okay. decided to do theme songs S- sitcoms sitcom theme songs by decade and then even oh God, even yes. still we narrowed it down to three decades mm-hmm. we will be doing the 70s the 80s and the 90s yes and as we're doing research for this it was like oh we made a mistake the 60s has so many great theme songs guys the brady bunch was 69 yeah I mean, there were so many things on the cusp, like, oh, It was just, it was a lot going on, but... We may have to go back to those, I don't know. And animated shows, like, guys, just DuckTales alone, come on. Jim! Oh my god, just don't even get me started. So, this episode is the 70s, we are going to do 7 for 70s, we are going to count back from 7 to 1, the first one... I think is a little controversial, and the reason why it is controversial is because Natalie (laughs) didn't feel like this was a sitcom, even though it very much is. But I have a reason. All right. Okay. So number seven, the Partridge Family. Come on, get happy. Jam. Okay. Jam. It is. It is a sitcom. It's family. I mean, Danny, like sitcom classic character. I know. It's just something about them being in a band. Mm. And, like, focusing on heartthrobs, I don't know, it doesn't feel sitcom-y to me. Like, it doesn't feel like a family ties. Well, yeah, true, different. But, but it technically is a sitcom. Well, and I will say, we threw out The Muppet Show oh, because we were like, well, it's, not it's a sitcom. It's not a sitcom. It's a variety show, but it's a great song. It's a whole thing. All right, drop some knowledge on this. Okay, so first of all... Come On, Get Happy is the song we all know and love. Mm -hmm. But the original for the first episode, at least, was When We're Singing. What? So it's the same... Song musically, okay, but the words are a little different. So, like when we're singing, is more Brady Bunch in a way. It explains uh, who they are, which you know how I love. I love. Yeah. A go, I love a good narrative theme song. <laughs> but they were like, now we don't need that. Uh huh. So the song was produced by Shorty Rogers, who produced music for The Monkees. Oh my, well, let's so right there. It's a jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So David Cassidy was not going to be the original singer. Really? Yeah. But he believed in himself mm. and was like, guys, listen to me. I have the voice of an angel. Uh, <laughs> and then now a sad, tragic, literal angel who is also staring at me as we record this podcast you do that? every single time. Because he's so beautiful and lovely and RIP and I miss him. Anyways, he proved everyone wrong. Yeah. He sang it. He made it a jam. Um, I don't know. It's just such a good song. It makes you feel good about yeah. what you're watching. You get it stuck in your head you, for yeah. sure. I mean, no, it's not my favorite Partridge Family song. No, but it's up there. I will say too, we got in some heated—not de- even really debates—but it was just like uh, it's tricky with the podcast because we also wanted to include the criteria of just total opening sequence like yes. does the theme song lend to a better opening sequence yes. and this is a great little opening sequence with those little partridges mm-hmm. like the little animated thing I always liked it I always thought yeah. it's kind of fun it's just like its own little thing yeah has nothing to do with the show yes but we also decided that we shouldn't talk about opening sequences because it's not a visual medium a podcast yeah you it's, guys can't see it's it. it's a separate thing I know we're going to talk about it but yeah. it's like you can't rate a theme song based on what you see gotta be what you hear. It's what you hear. That's what it is. It's a theme song. See, this was <laughs> terrible. Trying to figure this out. <laughs> um, okay. What's number six? Alright, number six. Three's Company. I, I mean... I so mean we, come on, the, what, come come on a knock, knock on our, our door. door. The one thing is, you and I... I've watched a lot of this show, not like a ton. I mean, this was like yeah. a Nick at Night classic. And it's one of those sh- songs where it was like, if we didn't include it in this list, I feel like my mom would like, yeah, people yell would at me. riot. Yeah, like people would be upset because this is a classic. It gets in your head again, like funny little opening sequence. Um, so you did all the research for the 70s. I did it for the 80s. So what do you yeah, what do you got? No here? pressure. I know, right? <laughs> um, so the theme song was done by Joe Rapazzo, mm-hmm. who has also did the Sesame. Street theme song and a classic song called C is for Cookie. <gasps> what did and did for the cookies? yes mm-hmm. and did the theme song for the Electric Company. Oh, so Joe he's amazing, Joe Raposo. But something about Three's Company is kind of like horny. Yeah, there's that like it sounds like a threesome, which yeah. makes sense. It's Three's Company. I forgot that you said that. It does sound like a threesome. It's got that super like almost Rick James like. Something yeah. happening at the beginning, and you're like, "Ooh, scandal. the producers of the show wanted the cast to sing. No Like way. they were ins- like insisting uh-huh. on the cast singing it. They gave it a shot. It was terrible. Yeah, as it so not it ended surprising. up being sung by Julia Rinker and a man named Ray Charles, not the Ray Charles. <laughs> Did you freak out when you first saw it? You yeah, it like, was Ray like Charles? that doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like him at all. Yeah, like wow, he is talented. <laughs> um, but it's just. I don't know. I think it gives you, it sets the mood for what it is. It's like late 70s. Um, California. Uh, It's just like. (laughs) Roller (laughs) skating. Roller skating does not play an integral role in Three's Company. (laughs) The Regal Beagle does. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's just very light and fun and kind of like upbeat and pop it's pop and i will get into this much more in the next episode but we love when theme songs are sung by two people yeah this isn't i wouldn't say a duet but it is a man and a woman singing and we love those (laughs) somehow not a duet um okay i don't know they're not like singing at each other it's like one's repeating the other i gotcha um okay number five number five one of my faves how is this even number five i don't know i mean there's some good things on this list mary tyler moore love is all around (sighs) it's such a sweet song like, and okay, so Mary Tyler Moore, just in general, is wonderful and lovely. But the Mary Tyler Moore show was set in Minneapolis. Not very a, important. Very to you. important to me. Not a lot of like shows set in Minneapolis. I mean, why? But a couple of like just the little side things. I was telling you, my uncle is a minister. In the opening credits of the show, or maybe it's at the closing credits, you can actually see the church where my uncle is a minister in his house now, which is kind of cool. And like right around the corner from um, his house is where. The exterior shot was for her apartment and that like house just sold and stuff. And so there's a statue of Mary Tyler Moore in Minneapolis, like throwing the hat. So it's very close to it's home. It's very close, right I now. love it. And it was just, you know, it was the first of its kind. She was like a working woman and she mm-hmm. was sort of she didn't wanna, you know, get married. That wasn't her main objective in life. And like I just think this song does a great job of sort of capturing Mary Tyler Moore, not necessarily the show, but it was just like, who can turn the world on with a smile? Like, I want someone to say that about me. What an amazing compliment. Like, (laughs) my goodness. Um, What else? Um, So this was... Written and performed by Sonny Curtis. Okay. He is um, most known for playing guitar with Buddy Holly, and he oh. wrote the song, I Fought the Law. And the law won? Yes. Oh, love that song. That song. song. Mm-hmm. Um, he insisted that he sing the song. Mm. I mean, why not? Yeah, you wrote it. Sure, yeah, Sonny. it's yours. Uh, it only took a couple hours to write. He was just so inspired. He actually had like a lot of like source material, scripts, that kind of thing. Uh, he like uh-huh. knew what was going on gotcha. for the show. And the first season lyrics are different than the rest of the season. This happens a lot. What everyone knows basically are the later years. And then the first season's more like about doing a fresh start with Mary Tyler Moore. Like how will you make it on your own? (sighs) I feel like we, it's more like questionable yeah I feel like we listened to both versions and I was like mm, yeah. are they doubting Thomas Mary Tyler Moore like it's like ooh don't know if you're gonna do it um, I remember and like, then like the later that. ones uh, who can turn the world on with her smile all yeah. that stuff I mean, it's more confident she's yeah. found herself she is it's Mary Tyler <laughs> right Moore right after season one <laughs> <laughs> season um, one the song's been covered a lot uh, Joan Jett did it oh. I know that version very well because it's in the ending credits of Drop Dead Gorgeous hmm interesting what are your it's face? a jam Dropped Dead Gorgeous also set in Minnesota mm-hmm. 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 it makes mm-hmm. sense <laughs> I didn't even put that together bringing it all together your eyes right now you're like oh my god <sighs> blown away I'm done um, okay it's such a good movie Do Drop
1: love Dead love Gorgeous yeah I love yeah, it. that movie okay. I Do need to watch it, it again home?
0: but yeah I love it Alice and Janie oh. um, alright number, number four number four the this facts of life controversial but it's so high i think yeah it, it's also late 70s 1979 yes so it barely tail squeaks end. in. It. but like it's a jam it gets in your head it's a jam and it's it's got great like behind the music <laughs> story <laughs> okay and by that i mean alan thick was involved yeah he wrote it yes so Yeah, he wrote it with uh, Al Burton and Gloria Loring, who okay. was his wife at the time, oh. I believe. Mm-hmm. And they also did the Different Strokes theme song, yeah. which Alan Thicke sings. Yes, I, I read that. That blew my mind. I had to YouTube it, and I was like, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. It sounds much younger. Um, speaking of singing, though, in the early versions of this theme song, right, doesn't Mrs. Garrett sing? Yes. It's not good. <laughs> but, it, but it is good. I know, it's Mrs. Garrett, but it's we not like... We all want Mrs. Garrett. Well, she's lovely and And I wonderful. think that's the 70s version. The oh. 80s version is going to be just Gloria Loring singing, mm, mm-hmm. which is the version we all know and love yeah. the most. But we need to appreciate the Mrs. Garrett 79 version. <laughs> she's so sweet. You take the good, you take the bad. Yeah. And that lyric wasn't even in the first season lyrics. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it came later. Why do you think... Mm, we? This will come up a lot, actually. A lot of futzing with the theme song on sitcoms. Like, yeah. They change it. P- different people sing. They remix it. Why? Is that making yeah, a difference? Is that, isn't that something that should be done just after a pilot and then we leave it? Like, this is our show. This is how we intro it. Like, don't yeah. change that. You know, that recently happened on one of the only shows that right now has a theme song or had a theme song was New Girl. And for like the first four seasons it was, hey girl, you know Mm -hmm. that? And now it's just like, it just Who's intros. That girl? It's just No, no, no. They don't even oh. sing. It's just, there's no theme song at all. Like, they got rid of it. And as we talked about our theme song throwdown episode, like, the reason shows no longer really have theme songs is because they need the time. Um, and so if you actually go through and watch all these, most of these opening credits are like a minute and a half to two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. It's long. And if that's cutting into your total runtime, which is then cutting into your advertising dollars, people are like, Bye. Theme song, first to go. Um, it's devastating loss. Devastating. Very tragic loss. But what's so interesting to me is that it's like, hmm, we need something new. We need something fresh for this season. Let's update the theme song. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe get a cute but that's character like, in there. when Will and Grace did it, I felt betrayed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You hate it. I get that it's like a new show, kind of. But, but no. No, I hate it. <laughs> don't do it. Okay. Now we are getting... In jams, two, the jams, jams, jams. <laughs> Number three. What is it? Laverne and Shirley. Uh, so, uh, all right. What part of your love for Laver- the Laverne and Shirley theme song is directly tied to Wayne's World? Mm-mm. 60%. <laughs> I mean... First of all, they count down and you just get pumped from yes. the beginning. Which is actually a Yiddish American hopscotch chant. I was wondering Penny Marshall's childhood. No way, really? Yes. I always kind of wondered like where that came from and didn't care enough to Google. But like what a great way to get you pumped for a show. Totally. That just... into a magical song? Yeah. It's <sighs> Making Our Dreams Come True. And then that immediately followed by Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. Yes. Mm -hmm. The perfect soundtrack (laughs) for Wayne's World. I just can see Dana Carvey like waving at the the glove on the bottom. Yeah, so do we love the Laverne and Shirley song or do we love Wayne's World? Both. (laughs) But I think it's like you wouldn't love that part of the movie unless you understood Laverne and Shirley. And like you did ask like should we be Laverne and Shirley for Halloween slash are we Laverne and Shirley? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I refer to my mother and her sister as Laverne and Charlie all the time because I always feel like they're like getting into antics. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. And I would watch them on a sitcom. But it's it's so charming. It's so lovely. Um, and it's just like, again, I think it's the countdown that really gets you pumped for the show. Yes. and You are like, it. All right, great. I'm yeah. in. Making I Our Dreams Come True was performed by Cindy Greco, mm. a one-hit wonder with that song. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's it? Never to be heard from again? <laughs> see ya I mean she should like perform on cruise ships or something oh yeah definitely Uh, TV themed performance on a cruise ship sign me up (laughs) or karaoke I'll do it what if it was just like a TV themed cruise TV a TV cruise not TV themes cruise no yeah yes got it Yes. yes yes sure I mean, did we do that? I always secretly wanted to do the Turner Classic Movie Cruise. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Is that our new... That's where we take Fangirl in the new year? (laughs) The, The cruises? Join us. The cruise circuit. The cruise circuit. Okay, so I think this is a good transition into our next, the number two theme song of the 70s. Now... I think you can make an argument to go back and forth with two and one here. I also think you can make it an depends argument on the mood. It does. You can make an argument that this theme song is like in the top ten theme songs ever. We talked about it a little bit in our desperation vacation, Sunday, but happy Monday, days. Happy day. These happy days are yours and mine. My happy days. Um, So I assume most people know that Laverne and Shirley is a spinoff of Happy Days. Maybe they don't. I assume. I don't know. Uh, But like, Powerhouse. I think too, it's like, with Laverne and Shirley, you knew that Happy Days had such a strong theme song. Like, you gotta come big. Like, you can't have a crappy theme song on your spinoff, you know? Because it's just like such an iconic theme song with Happy Days that it's like, alright, we gotta up our game here. The first season, though, was Rock Around the Clock. I think that's garbage, kind of. Yes, I can actually. I get what hear they're, they're that, doing, but I, can, I hear that in my brain right now. I can, yeah, you hear it with the jukebox, uh-huh. and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> it. And I don't like it. But then they got, they switched over to Happy Days. Um, so the music of Happy Days was composed by Charles Fox, and the lyrics were written by Norman Gimbel. Okay. And to- together, these two also wrote the theme for Laverne and Shirley. That makes sense. And Sid and Marty Croft's The Bugaloos. <laughs> Did was, you lose your mind? Yes. <laughs> Not that that song is like great, right. but I love it. You love you love the cross. Um it's just like this song gets stuck in your head and it's just so embodies the show and like that time I mm-hmm. think cuz you feel it feels very like kind of 50s 60s but also like very modern. I don't know, and it just gets stuck and it's just like Sunday, Monday. I don't know. I just, I. After we did Desperation Vacation, it was in my head for a solid two weeks. Do you almost feel like the song is too long sometimes? Because uh, sometimes, I yes. love it. But then the the entire, like, clapping interlude, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is just a full song. It is a full song. I will say I wonder if it's because the crediting structure on Happy Days was incredibly long. Like, Ron Howard and Henry Winkler would, like, get their own thing at the beginning. And then it would be, like, and Marion Ross. And and it was just like, okay. And then, like, Chachi would be at the end. And it's just like, we need a lot of filler music for all Later seasons, at least, they have a shot of Potsy lip-syncing the song. (laughs) You hate Posse. Uh, I kind of do. I kind of always have. <laughs> Anson, I think is his real name. I just don't like when he sings. You like in and and then he tries to tap into my theme song? Like, <laughs> let's separate it. Not a Los Angeles when he's singing. Um, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I love this song. It's just like it makes me happy. Appropriately, a great show. A great song for an appropriately titled show. Like, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. I'm these are happy days. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped right now. But it's like these happy days are in the 50s yeah. when this was on in the what, 70s, 80s. 80s. But I don't care. I'm still into it. Mm. It made me happy. And it's just like as a little kid, too, when I would watch this, again, as I mentioned before, I thought the show was from the 50s. Right, like, it was confusing to me because it was on Nick at Night. Um, but then when I learned it, I was just like, I get it. This theme song, I get it. This theme song is making me joyous. Joyous. Not quite as joyous as our number one, though. No. This is it. So this is the total package for me because this tells the story and it's a freaking jam. Yeah. Number one, the Jeffersons moving on up. First of all, there's a freaking gospel choir in it. Yeah. Like, it's taking you to church right off the bat. And, like, Wheezy's, like, kind of crying. Like, she's emotional. Like, oh, man. It's just like, they they finally got a piece of the pie, guys. Like, that's all I'm gonna yeah. say. It's, you hear it and you're supportive. You're supportive. <laughs> you're like, good on you, guys. Yes, you did it. You did it. You're moving on up to the east side, like, huh, oh, to the Deluxe apartment in the sky, like, I'm just like, you, and it's you, I don't really know the Jeffersons that well like, I've watched mm, it's a, a, good show. a decent amount of it, I just can see Mr. Jefferson dancing, like, that's like, basically what I think of. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, and like, Wheezy being like ashamed that I she got him I had a cat a named Wheezy Okay, well, I love him. I love that it would have been funny if you also had, like, an allergy to that cat, and it would have just been <laughs> too much um, but it's just like, it. Gets you pumped to watch the show. You're rooting for them right out the gate because you're like, yeah, you worked hard. You moved from All in the Family. Like, when right. we were listening to this, I thought I could listen to like an extended 10 minute version of oh, the yeah. Jefferson theme song and mm-hmm. I would be here for it. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, I did just mention All in the Family. Like, again, this is a spin off. Um, and it's better. Oh, way better. A lot of people will say that the All in the Family theme song is one of the best. And I'm like, no, I, I get because they're I get singing it. it and it's like kind of cute, it's sweet, It's sweet throughout the piano, whatever. It's but not a jam. It's not a jam. Like Gene Stapleton doesn't have a great voice. So it's like Edith Bunker singing is not like something you want to listen to all the time. Right. Um, but this Jefferson's like. Whew. Yeah. So the Jefferson's theme song. Mm hmm. Was actually co-written by songwriter Jeff Barry and Janet Dubois Ooh. from Good Times. Oh, well, That kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So she also sings it with the gospel choir. Uh-huh. And um, obviously, it's like every song. It was later covered by Sammy Davis Jr. and Like every song. Let's not forget. The Saint Lunatics from St. Louis. The hip-hop group featuring Nelly. Featuring Nelly. Did batter up uh-huh. with... Lyrics from the Jeffersons, but also had Sherman Hemsley dancing in the music video I in a Jefferson it, suit. It was in that like plaid? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's got to be like, how is that not then the number one theme song? Like, you're getting sampled by a rap artist? By several. I've been, that one's the most successful, I yeah. think. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I don't know. It's an iconic show, it's an iconic song. Like, I would put this on just like a hot mix and be into it. Yeah. Um, throw was, this on at a party; people are into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Some of those instrumentals that we had to cut though are jams, like Sanford and Son. Yeah, see, the Odd Couple. You like Sanford and Son more than I do. I'm not super. I'm not as into it. I'm like, I get it. How are you not into it? I don't, because again, I prefer a narrative theme song that's like, tell me about the show Taxi. and what's going to happen. Taxis, I get, but I just I, I like some lyrics. I like some jams. I want to get pumped to watch my show. Yeah, that's, that's but it. But I can also sing along to instrumentals. You just sing the notes. <laughs> that's true. We did have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, we So we we wanted to only include shows that we had, like, watched a decent amount of, if not all of. Um, one of the theme songs that's an honorable mention, and then we included, but we didn't really watch, Welcome Back, Cotter. I feel like people are very familiar with that. It's a good one. It's very, like, soft Soft yeah. rock gets a little boring, though. It gets a little boring, but it like it's very reminiscent of like John Travolta's hair at that time. Yeah. It's like kind of feathery and light. Like I don't know, I I like that's it. That's a good way to explain it. Yeah, and then there are other honorable mentions. And then there's Mod. And then there's <laughs> Mod, which is literally the song. Um, and I think that's a jam. I well, if we were allowed to put eight on our seventies. She was in the mix list for a while. Yeah. I would put Maud on I there. was laughing, though, because the Mod opening sequence is just Maud walking through rooms. Like, that's it. <laughs> now I'm in the kitchen. Just, now I'm in the living room. It's just B. Arthur going from room to room, and I'm like, what? But it's basically, the song is like, Joan of Arc did amazing things. Lady Godiva. Yeah. Da, 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 and then it's like, and then there's Mod. <laughs> and then there's Maud. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for singing it for us. You're welcome. Um, okay. What do you you think? Did did we do it? I think we kind of did it. I feel like we could have talked more maybe about some of these songs. Some of them are underappreciated. Yeah. I I mean, I do think some of them are underappreciated, but the 70s was a great time for sitcom television. And so it's just like, I feel like if you didn't have a good theme song in the 70s, like, what were you doing? You know what I mean? Like, everyone else did. So it's like, why... Why weren't you up there with your peers? Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to know what you guys think. Did we get our order right? Are there things that we left off that you're like pissed about? Yeah. Remember all of our restrictions. <laughs> yes. A lot of tight filtering on, on these theme songs. Um, so if you have anything to say about it, please send us an email at HelloFangirls at gmail.com or find us on the socials. <laughs> on the socials. <laughs> on the, on the socials. Uh, Instagram. Fangirl Fridays podcast, Twitter, FGF podcast. We're on Facebook. We're, we're everywhere. Yeah, I want to know. I want to. I I do feel like this could be up there in the pantheon of our um, Mounds Almond Joy discussion because I feel like people are very passionate yeah. about their theme songs, much like their candy. And it's just like I know someone's going to come out of the woodwork and be like, I can't believe you forgot. Yeah. Blah, blah, I feel blah. like in the future we're going to have to do a bracket series. Yeah. to like debate the best theme song and all like time. really narrow it down. The eighties tough there's yeah. some goodies goodies in our next and step one of them is like considered the best theme song of all time on yes. several lists yes uh, but will we didn't make... put it at number one yeah, I, was I was gonna, gonna to say, say will it make the fangirl list we'll see so a little bit more of this next time guys we'll jump into the 80s but until yeah. then bye bye Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track your favorite shows and join the Fangirl conversation. And be sure to follow us at Natalie Burris and Martin Zabrowski.